0: This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, your source for college hockey in the desert
1: southwest.
2: All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, in the desert southwest, around the world, around the country, Canada, United States, and on Long Island, and of course, here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Paul Hornstein is with me. Scott Strandy here in Scottsdale. Paul, how are things?
0: Uh, We're good. Uh, We're coming off the uh, end of a four-day weekend here, and so I... Uh, Enjoy every minute of those. (laughs) Um, We're getting ready for hockey season, which is always a good thing. It's hockey week. Hockey week. Uh, Islanders (laughs) play on Friday. Uh, Sun Devils open up on Saturday, so we're good. I mean, hockey's always good. Absolutely. Well, I can tell you one thing. The
2: Arizona State Sun Devil NCAA team is ready to hit somebody else other than themselves. Um, They're... uh, it's starting to get a little old for them now. I think even uh, even our guest on our profile, Pitchfork profile today, uh, Steen Pashnick said that it was about time to play a hockey game again because they came in early. It's been uh, two months now. Um, they're ready to get going. So I think Mercyhurst is uh, going to have to bring everything if they're going to get by the Devils this weekend. And and you brought it up. It's Saturday and Sunday. It's not uh, fr- the typical Friday Saturday. So they have to wait even the next day. The You're right. Yeah, just <laughs> wait it out um coach did tell me though it's going to be some fun practices from this point point forward a little flow stuff a little movement keeping the guys fresh and rolling from there I had a nice visit with Leanne Blinn today up in the press box and got a little inside scoop from Leanne tried to get her on the show tomorrow but she was tied up tomorrow but she said I definitely want to come on again soon so um I'll throw a little tidbits of that out there and uh, of course Coach Powers and the five minute powers play will join us here in about ten minutes or so and then we'll be on with Steen Pashnick, who was your choice. And uh, and I told her that. I said, you know what? I said, my man Paul Hornstein wanted to be wanted you to be the guest this week. I said, I wasn't too sure because you were the unmarried Pashnick and I didn't know about that, but um well we took you. He was good. Very good. Well
0: listen, once in a while a blind squirrel finds an acorn, right? So <laughs> um you know,
2: all it's, right, so, go ahead. It finish, was just, you know, it's just a back. We, we,
0: no, we hear from Brinson <laughs> all the time and, uh, we don't get to hear too much from steam and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say they're a one in one a entry, but, uh, you know, part of the reasons why Brinson came back was he wanted to play that last year with his brother. So let's, let's hear from the other side once in a while. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fact. And it was a good interview. It was a lot of so. fun. Um,
2: Okay, so first things first, let's talk a little bit about the opponent this week in Mercyhurst. What do you know about Mercyhurst? What do you expect out of them besides the fact, like Coach Powers told us, is they're young.
0: Uh, They're very, very young. Um, They are bringing in 11 new players to start the season. Uh, They only have one player back in uh, Dalton Hunter. He's a sophomore forward that had uh, double-digit goals last season. Uh, their top four guys are gone, including Joe Duzak, who signed a contract with the Maple Leafs, and he was actually the leading scorer amongst defensemen in the NCAA last He had thirty-seven points. So in the year of the defensemen, like Kale McCarr and yeah, and, right? and and and, uh, and Fox and, and yeah, and and so forth and, and so Brinson on. Paschner, and Princeton Paschnak, and Gotanis, yeah. yeah, Well, <laughs> we talk, You know that that goes without saying. But I mean. <laughs> Uh, Adam Fox and, like, the top three guys in the Hobie Baker uh, finalists were all defensemen, and he wasn't one of them. And he was a leading scorer amongst defensemen. It was a big year for defensemen in college hockey. And, you know, he he gave up his senior year to go play in the Maple Leaf organization. So uh, they have a very young team coming back. They're going to be searching for goal scoring. Um, And this was a team last year. That was actually better on the road than they were at home. They yeah. were, they were, they finished the season 13-20 and five, um, and were one game under 500 on the road for the season. So that's kind of unusual. Um, you wouldn't expect a team loaded with first-year players to repeat that sort of statistic, but as you will hear from the coach. And you'll hear from Steen, uh, this is not eighteen, nineteen anymore. It's nineteen, twenty, Right. And uh, the guys that are putting on those maroon, gold, gray, black, Black. gold. I've said gold already. (laughs) But you get the point. Uh, Did we hit all the colors yet? Did we get them yet? Not only are they going to have the names on the back of their jerseys this year, there's going to be a couple of round circles in circles in circles yeah. uh, on their backs this year because they're not sneaking up on anybody. And nope, they certainly are not. And uh, not only were they not going to sneak up on anybody starting the season uh, in the USCHO top 20, uh, puts the makes the target even bigger. And you know, so that is one thing that I liked about some of your conversations with. Coach and Steen Pashnick. and you know you'll they'll hear the the listeners and viewers will see that and hear that from themselves in a few minutes, but um, you know so they, they better be ready to play. Uh, the extra long camp certainly is like anybody else. We I'm sick of seeing guys in the same jersey, and that's even yeah. after they played five games right or six <laughs> a, a, over in China, but that was now. We're talking six weeks ago now. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to get a chance really to see if they've learned anything from that break that they had to go through at the end of last year before the NCAA tournament game. And can, I answer, can I answer that for you? Yes, they have. Why do you have a crystal ball? Can you uh, see? You know how no. Saturday and Sunday are going to turn out. I know that
2: they learned from that one because I've asked several people. And they told me, yeah, it's a bitter taste in their mouth, as Steen told me today as well, and that'll be out there. But everybody said that same thing. They understood what was at stake, and they understood that they're not going to let that happen again. matter of fact, Steen told us, um, just like everybody else did, that it's Frozen Four time and nothing else. He said it will be an unsuccessful season to him if they don't get to the Frozen
0: Four. That's bold. That's bold. Well, it is, but once again, I need to see it. (laughs) Uh, Listen, it's easy to say, okay, but you're now going into a weekend where you're going to be a heavy, heavy favorite, and there is zero margin for error this weekend. You can't come out of these games with anything but two wins, and honestly, from an aesthetic standpoint, if you don't win these games by three or four goals, people are going to look at you and say, hmm, maybe they are overrated. And this is not a knock against Mercer. Just not. But they are playing 11 first-year players.
2: All right. You let me right into this. Before we uh, jump into Coach Powers, uh, you've got the top 20 in your hands. And speaking of overrated, anybody that's in the top 20, I think, is overrated with the exception of the first and second teams. Uh, everybody else probably is out of position in my estimation. But uh, they're, they're riding on their laurels. They're riding on their past, which tells me that people did not do their research. You cannot have a top 20, I don't care any time in the season, and not include the University of Minnesota with the firepower that they have. They're, well, they're the best team in the Big Ten. And there's teams well, that are way ahead of them. And you've got to have Wisconsin up quite a bit higher when you know what they have for firepower. And I think ASU should have been higher. I, I had ASU in
0: my top 10. Um, well, you and I discussed that last week about ASU. Um, I think the 15 to 20 range is probably right to start the season. Uh, had the goalie come back. Um, <laughs> yeah, jo- and Joey DeCorte come everybody back. Everybody says that. Had the well, goalie come back. Okay. Well, if, let's uh, face I, it. You have to man, be honest about it. If well, he had we come am. back, this team probably would have started the season in the top 10. Uh, the coaches in the Big Ten picked Penn State to win the conference. No. I don't know if I agree with that either. I don't. Uh, I, I, I don't. Um, the, the, US, the, the the top 20 poll has Notre Dame at nine. That's probably about right. Um, Ohio State at 12. Penn State at 13. Wisconsin at 16, Uh, you want to say that Minnesota should have been in there over Bowling Green or Northeastern or Harvard or even ASU? Uh, All those Big Ten teams could score. Uh, Notre Dame is really the only defensive team in that conference. Let let me throw something out there before you get too carried away on this. all
2: (laughs) All those Big Ten schools you named, and all the NCHC schools that are in the in the top ten, uh, top twenty, they can't all be there because guess what? They have to play each other, which means that they are going to defeat each other. Somebody's gonna, nobody's gonna run the table in either one of those conferences.
0: No, but so, they don't start playing each other until January. So, yeah, but when they do, uh, okay. But we know this is going to change, and this is just kind of a uh, a preseason sort of. The only thing we know that probably won't change for a while is the guys at top on top nobody ex- yeah I, I mean your alma mater there those bulldogs of Minnesota Duluth uh, they're so stacked it, it's 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 crazy um, the only thing I think beats Minnesota Duluth is the fact that eventually you have to lose a playoff game at some point so yeah right um, <laughs> Um I, well, I, I, let, I,
2: as long as I'm being bold, let me be bold. That that playoff game is gonna come to another school in Maroon and Gold in the first round of the Frozen Four. Number one versus Minnesota? number four in the Frozen Four. Minnesota? <laughs> Good try. Good try. One with the Boston doggy. College? One with the doggy on it. <laughs>
3: Boston College? <laughs>
2: no. Uh, okay. Um, All right. listen. Anything else you got to say before we bring in the coach?
0: Um well, if we do we just know that ASU is playing one, two, three, four, five, six teams, twelve games against teams that are in the preseason <laughs> top twenty. Me. That's okay, and they've got another six games against teams also receiving votes. So, um, you know, it's a it's another tough schedule, uh, considering the fact that they don't have any conference games. Uh, you know. Uh, The fact that you have that many games against teams in the top 20 or top 20-ish, it's a representative schedule, but got to win at home. And that includes two games against Denver. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so
2: um, let's take a quick break. Let's come back with Coach Powers and let's react to what he said in preparation for this weekend's games against Mercyhurst. So we'll be right back with Coach Greg Powers and the five-minute Powers play.
4: Well, it's uh, game week finally. I told Coach Powers as he walked in, it's getting, time to start hitting somebody else instead of your own guys for a little while, but welcome into the five-minute Powers play with Coach Greg Powers here at Arizona State University. So, Coach, give me your thoughts on this week being game week. What's different?
1: It's just, you know, knowing that they're, you, know, you wake up every day and you're closer to, to dropping the puck, it's exciting. Um, we still think we have a lot to prove and, and we're looking to validate our success from last year. and. Start off strong on Saturday. So it's just exciting and, and uh, uh, the guys are ready. They're like you said, they're, they're, they want to hit somebody else and, um, and just get this started.
4: You know, as I watch practice today, there was a lot of two-on-ones, a lot of two-on-os, a lot of mo- puck movement, three-on-threes. What's, uh, what's the kind of the way you want to build it up towards this weekend with a Saturday-Sunday game?
1: Well, today we, we actually covered a lot of detail, a lot of our drills are simulations of actual shifts of, of what a shift is like in a real hockey game and so we went over a lot of film before practice and then came out, did a lot of detail, a lot of system stuff. Not a ton of flow and and I want to do that earlier this week just to touch up on some things. We already have five games under our belt and, and get it to where every day they're kind of thinking less and there's just more flow and more touches and they're just ready to play. So. We kind of got the boring day out of the way today. Um, the rest of the week we're going to focus on some competition and more flow and having some fun and, and, um, and then a big special teams day, and, and we'll be ready to go.
4: Are you fairly comfortable with your line combinations right now, or is there something you're going to tinker with between now and Saturday?
1: Right now they're set, and again, that's the advantage of having five games to tinker with them over in China. And So we, we mixed some things up and found some combos we really like. Um, we're going to go with what we went with. Essentially, in that last game, Jacob Wilson's out Saturday because um, he has to serve the second game of his suspension. So that's really the only change that I foresee. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we, we really like where we're at, and we've been able to leave China with what we liked and then practice with those combos and those units. And there's some good chemistry on them right now
4: talk a little bit about what it's been like for Jacob but it's it's tough right i mean that that happens back in february you miss your first ever national tournament game then you got to swelter through the whole summer with that on your back then you go to china then you come back and now you got to sit out one more game what's it like what's it been like for him
1: he's handled it as well as anybody could possibly handle it he, he's 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 a leader and a captain for a reason he's always been that at every level that he's played and He, you know, he's going to have a C next year as a senior here. And so um, he's been fine. You know, nothing changes with his approach. Even not knowing he wasn't going to play against Quinnipiac, he played just as hard in practice. He helped the guys prepare. He was just as supportive. He was just as vocal. Um, And and it's been the same thing, you know, in the last month. It's it's one more game, and we have a lot of depth back there. The guys that uh, will be in will get it done, and he'll be right in on Sunday.
4: And we talk about goaltending like we do every week, but they just keep getting better and better. I had a chance to see all three of them today, and I was impressed with every one of them in a different way. But um, Prodzilla, as I'm going to start calling him now, and Project, is out there, and he really looks like he's competing with everybody. I mean, he doesn't want to get beat by Johnny Walker, or he doesn't want to get beat by uh, Carson Briere.
1: No, he, he's, he's a competitive kid. He's, he's immersed himself in our culture, and, and, and the guys have taken really well to him um and we're just happy he's here and we have three guys that can get the job done um and uh you know and 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 we have faith in all of them
4: all right before we get wrapping things up here i want to talk a little bit about your coaching staff and i don't think they get the credit they deserve for the work that they put in so give a little shout out to the guys that work on your staff all the way from the administrative guys all the way down to the guys on the bench with you
1: yeah, I mean, it's, it's one thing we have—it's incredible continuity, continuity on our staff and stability. Uh, really, everybody that that we started with is still here. Yeah. You know, I mean, John John wasn't here the first two years, but other than that, we have everybody. Everybody's here. I mean, Adam Blassi who did an incredible job as our ops director, and he was promoted this off season into. Um, uh, more of a sport administrator role and got a big promotion so we're really proud of him he's still involved with the program and then we were able to promote andrew matheson uh mellon to um, the ops role and that created the space for for eddie to come in and he's been a breath of fresh air and then obviously um the two mainstays you know Ben have been and, and mike and um they're, they're as good as it gets they're as good as it gets in every way the detail that they bring to practices and games and on the bench and in the locker room. And then and, and it extends out to the ability to identify the type of talent that are, is going to make us successful. They don't get caught up in what everybody else thinks about a prospect. They, they trust their own eyes and believe in their own ability to identify what we think we need to make us successful. And um, I think that's what really separates them apart from from other coaches is that um, they have that ability to, to, to just kind of. Think on their own and 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 be a little bit outside of the box,
4: and, and they've done an incredible job. All right, so Mercyhurst is coming in. We know they're the opponent for Saturday night and Sunday night. We know that you know about Mercyhurst, but tell everybody out there what we can expect from Mercyhurst, and and more importantly, how you guys are going to counter it.
1: Well, they're going to play hard. You know, it's their first game, obviously, and and they're young. They're young. They lost nine seniors last year. They have eleven freshmen. Um, and sometimes that's a mixed bag, you know, right. when you have that many new kids, you know, sometimes they're so young and, and, and dumb that, that, they just don't know any better and they come in and they play and, and they just play hockey, you know? And, and so it, it's, it's, it's dangerous because, um, when you're that young, you, sometimes you don't know what you're getting into, but they'll be ready to play. I mean, they're coming in, playing against a ranked team that just made the tournament, um, look to, to, to make a big splash. They have an incredibly... Really really good coach and 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 coach gotkin and he's been there forever and anything we're gonna do on Saturdays Is is nothing he hasn't seen before Um, so he'll have his guys ready and and again being the first game of the year And we have film on him from last year, but um, you know We always focus on us, uh, you know more than anything
4: and that's exactly what we're doing Aside from winning at home. What are the some objectives that you want to accomplish this weekend
1: just you know, getting better every shift. You know, just the little things. We want to focus on being really good defensively, uh, playing very disciplined hockey. That's a huge, huge focal point of us that we've really harped on. We were really disciplined over in China, and 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 that's got to translate here this weekend. And um, and and when you play disciplined hockey, you get more opportunities on power plays. And we need to be that team that that just skates away you know and, and doesn't take dumb selfish penalties no ozone penalties um, we're really going to focus hard on that and, and, and it just kind of steamrolls and translates into um, more opportunities uh, a man up and, and we really have worked hard on our power play to, to get that going and it looks really good right now so hopefully it all translates on Saturday
4: alright you led me right into the final question we, uh, I had a chance to watch two weeks worth of ACHA hockey and I made the comment to several people that I think your NCAA program has been the trickle-down effect for ACHA hockey. I don't know, since I saw your team win a national championship, that I've seen four teams in the desert southwest be so disciplined, so competitive, and so skilled as I saw over the last uh, two weeks. Your thoughts on that?
1: It looks pretty balanced between those four teams right now. I mean, you know, GCU took UNLV to overtime and had a a four-goal lead on them. Um, and, and then certainly this weekend ASU, um, you know, I watched both games because I was out in Pittsburgh recruiting, so it came on late back where I was and was able to watch them. I thought they looked like the better team both nights, to be honest. Um, and they were just this close to, to sweeping them, so, and U of A is going to have a really good team. Um, so it, it's exciting. All four of those, those programs seem to be, um, you know, uh, really, really good, and, and so it's good. It's, it's, it's great to see, and, and we're pulling for all of them.
4: I know you won't take credit for it, but I also think it trickles down to the the women's side, too. They had a four-game sweep, four games in three days, and, and all of a sudden, there's uh, some ASU chest bumping going out there. They want to stick it out and let, let people know that they're a program.
1: Yeah, that's exciting. I saw that, too, you know, and, and, and it's, it's success breeds success, and I think that's what Lindsay will see, and, and she's built the program, and... And now hopefully uh, she's able to enjoy it and they keep winning. But you could hear the chatter. They were on the ice before us today and the energy, and it was different. And that's what happens when you win. Everything changes. Everything becomes easier. Everything becomes more fun. And hopefully that's what they experience.
4: All right, Coach. Good luck this weekend. Uh, Let's start off the weekend right. Get a sweep here at home against Mercyhurst. That's the
1: goal. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar & Grill. Located across the street from the iconic A Mountain and Sun Devil Stadium and a quick walk from Wells Fargo Arena, College Bar and Grill is your home for the best local craft beer, delicious creative cocktails, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. College Bar and Grill. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion. Online at ilovecollege.co.
2: All right. We're back we uh we had a chance to listen to coach powers as we always do on the five-minute powers play um i'll tell you my first observation from coach today he was ready he was ready to play a hockey game he, he wasn't too fired up about having to keep playing these these uh practices and while well, he loves to see the guys practice and work out this four hour a week um on the ice with the guys is getting a little sickening to him he wants to spend a little more time work on a few more things He's grateful for the chance that they had to to get out early and go to China. But it's time to start playing hockey now. So after this weekend, expect uh, things to ramp up a little bit next weekend in the practice sessions.
0: So your thoughts on uh, Coach Powers' comments? Well, I would agree with with most of those comments. Uh, uh, I I didn't really hear anything from the coach that was like uh, made my eyes open wide or made me shake my head. Uh, He's being very close to the vest with the goaltending situation. Uh, We have a pretty good idea, as he said, of the line combinations. Um, And as far as, you know, getting ready to play somebody else, I get it. It's been a long time. They have definitely had a preseason advantage of playing those five games. Um, And I think that... The time we will really see how much of an advantage that that will be, will be not this weekend. Although probably this weekend too, but it won't be as noticeable because I think the talent level between the two teams is is that far apart. But Minnesota State will have only played an exhibition game before they have their two game series. Uh, yeah, next I, I don't weekend. think they're happy about that either. <laughs> well, I, I don't you know, think
2: they thought. I, when it got scheduled, I don't think they thought ASU was going to be as good as they were coming in. And that's a tough opponent, non-conference, to start your season with after just a scrimmage. So uh, Yeah, well, you
0: know, when you make a schedule a year or a year and a half in advance, do you really know? I mean, college football, they make schedules a decade in advance. Who the heck knows? Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... Uh, I think that'll be the place where uh, you'll get a chance to see uh, just how much of an advantage it is or isn't that they played those games. So, uh, and that's obviously a big test right away. And uh, you know, once again, the coach and has the right. We can't overlook anybody because we are we are the target now, and that is. One hundred percent accurate. Mercyhurst is going to come into Tempe this weekend with zero to lose. Absolute yeah. yep. zero to lose. Um, okay, let me let me stop
2: you right there because you you brought up a good point. Um, they do have a target on their back, right? But yes. I talked to people in the press box today, and they, to a person, were telling me that they're kind of happy that they came in number twenty. They like to see them in the rankings in the poll. But they kind of like the fact that the guys think they should have been higher. And they got a the little chip on their shoulder to play with. They were a little worried if they'd have been ranked higher than that because they thought maybe they wouldn't have that same chip. But um, I think they think that the guys are a little little unhappy about that ranking and, and want to prove it. So expect them to go out and and really take it to Mercyhurst this weekend. And let me tell you, like I've been saying all season long, after watching more and more practices now, what I'm seeing from, from this hockey team is – their top two lines can play with anybody in the country. Their second or their third and fourth lines at second six, they're the ones that are going to do the damage. If you have P.J. Morocco and Jordan Sandu and, and Austin Lemieux, and let me throw this out. Well, I just said Austin Lemieux. I asked Leanne Blinn today. She was sitting up by me in the press box, and I said, who, who had the biggest jump this summer? And she goes, oh, Lemmy, no doubt. And I'm going, like, really? And she goes, oh, yeah. He took the biggest jump over the summer on anybody on the team. So uh, well, look for Austin Lemieux to become more of a force, especially if he's running the wing and not at the center position.
0: Well, this is going to be his opportunity. You know, he's, he's kind of, uh, you know, been in and out of the lineup over the, his first two years of playing. Um, you know, rosters turn over in college sports. And uh, if he's playing with uh, Jordan Sandu and P.J. Morocco, uh, he's going to have a chance uh, to get regular ice time. And, you know, I have said it before, uh, whether he makes the plays or not, he always seems to be in the right position to make the plays. Yep. And and so if he's worked on his game and improved his game, um, that – could be a, a really good third slash fourth line depending on how you want to look at it uh, if you want to say that Garcia Panook and uh, Bunces will be the third line and those guys will be four uh, you could probably interchange those two uh, doesn't matter so,
2: both of those third and fourth lines are better than almost every third and fourth line in the country
0: well well we'll, we'll say we'll give you we'll give them the benefit of the doubt for now um, <laughs> Just because we I haven't love it. seen everybody, I, I, I love it. You just I, I, I can't do it. I, I build it up and you can't do it. I, okay. Listen, listen. This yeah. is this is this is why this is why we're here, right? You, you're you're the good cop. I'm the bad cop. And it's, well, it's not like I'm looking for these guys to fail, but the fact of the matter okay. is, um, you know, they out they still have to play, um, right. and. I, I think those are a good, solid bottom six forwards. Yeah. Because um, some of those guys were top six forwards last year. And, and I don't so, see where – when you get to those third and fourth lines, you want them to not make the team fall back. You want to at least yeah. keep them even. And and I can't see why that will be an issue with those six guys you know, unless there's let's, been some fallback that we don't know about.
2: Well, let's talk a little bit about the top six guys then. Okay. Ex- expect to hear this a lot. Walker from Sanchez and Bush or Walker from Sanchez and uh, Gruber. I also expect to hear a lot of Sanchez from Walker and Gruber or Walker and Bush, whoever gets out there because, yeah, I'm telling you, Johnny Walker and uh, Mr. Sanchez have developed some sort of chemistry already uh, they know where they are on the ice. They know where to hit each other. They know how to, they work at tirelessly this morning. And they were stretching together and talking about stuff. So these two have, have come together very quickly. Um, Willie Mirim is also looking really, really good. And he's got a lot of strength and depth. Um, Leanne Blinn told me about him that he's just brutally strong. She also told me that Steen Paschnik is brutally strong and probably the strongest guy in the team. And you're going to love this. She said Dom Garcia might be her pick for strongest guy in the team.
0: Uh, that, said, does, that
2: doesn't surprise yeah. me at all. Um, no, me either.
0: Um,
2: okay. So then I said, what about Logan Genuine? I said, he he came in kind of touted. And She said, well, I'll tell you. She said, I love Logan, but. He did come in telling people that he scored 61 goals last year and he was going to do it again this year. And she said, I love a confident guy. But she said, I had to kind of tell him that uh, this is the NCAA hockey and you're not going to get 61 out here. we love it if you do, but you're not going to get 61 uh, with these guys. But that's the kind of confidence he has. So let's just say he gets half of that. Would you take 30 from
0: uh, Logan Genuine? If you get 30 from somebody else other than Johnny Walker, (laughs) you're talking about team that's probably going to be a top six or seven team going into the NCAA tournament. Um, Let me tell you this. Maybe fighting for a a number one seed. uh, It's not going to get 30. Just listen, prove me wrong. I I think 20 is probably (laughs) a more realistic target. uh, If they get a better power play than they had last year, Uh, all signs point to that, but I still have to see it on the ice. Um, I've seen it on the ice ball. All signs are definitely pointing to it. <laughs> you know, listen, we're gonna find out right away. Um, let me let me I tell you that, what else. I think that uh, you know, I, I don't know if Niram is gonna play with Sanchez and Genuine and Walker will play with Cumansis uh, and Bush or Gruber, but um, I'm gonna say that Walker plays with Sanchez.
2: Okay, I'm just saying, and I don't know who their center is gonna be because Gruber and, and Bushy are interchangeable in that position. But either one of them, they, they know each other, man. They're they're ready to go. Okay, I, I want to quickly touch, before we get into our uh, pitchfork profile, I want to touch on the goaltenders because everybody said, oh, yeah, well, they would have been ranked higher if they had Joey coming back. They would have been this if Joey had come back. Well, hold on a minute. And Coach Powers and I had this discussion off camera a, a couple of weeks ago. He said Joey Decord was an outstanding hockey player, and Joey Decord was outstanding. But he said where Joey, he thought, had his negative side, his downfall, his weaknesses, were that Joey tried to make every single save, even the ones that he couldn't make, right, or that he shouldn't make. And what he tells me, what Coach Powers tells me after watching his guys in China and here, he said, this group of goaltenders makes the the saves that they're supposed to make, and they'll surprise you and make some of the saves that they're not supposed to make. And he wow. said, in, Joey, in Joey's case, Joey would make some incredible saves, and then he'd give up a loose one. Or he'd be playing behind the net and, and give up the puck and give it an easy goal. And he doesn't think that these guys, and from what I've seen in practice, and I've seen all three of them, I got a good look at Justin Robbins for a long time today. He's really, really solid. And I got a really good look at, at Prodzilla, who is going to be my new my new Project name because that's what he goes by on Twitter is Prodzilla. So, from now on, it's Max Prodzilla. Um, I heard him talking uh, to some media guys today. Off <laughs> when I was walking by, and he said, "Hey, I, I'm kind of a nerd, but I'm a good guy. I, I, I'm kind of fun. I play guitar and stuff."
0: <laughs> Listen, this is what this is what I'll say. Okay, uh, I and here's here, Joey DeCord stole games. I yeah. don't know if these guys can do that. I'm not I saying they, they can't. I don't well, think they need to. There's always going to be a time where a goalie's going to have to steal you a game, and yeah. now, having not yeah. seen it, give that. having not seen it, I don't know if they're at that point. Could they be? Yes, I don't know though. That's that is that is what it comes down to. Um, the other thing the coach said before we get to steam, um, and and I think this will be very very important. Um, coach. Uh, said to you and emphasized that the fact that the team needs to be more disciplined this year. Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, because uh, first of all, when they, when they made the jump coach uh, said, we have to play heavy. We have to play this way in order to compete. Well, if you still have to play that way at this point, when you're touting how deep your roster is, they have to stay more focused Stay out of the penalty box, and they didn't do that last yeah. year. Okay, and if coach is serious, and I I know he is, I don't mean to put it that way, but if the players don't take him seriously, and 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 don't keep that in the back of their heads, and continue that parade to the penalty box, uh, one can I can one, I interject something in that? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> one, at some point. The quote-unquote reputation will start to follow you, and you will get calls made against you just because you have a reputation. Yeah, we we, totally, we know totally that agree. that happens. So, uh, though the figuring out the goaltending situation, whether they're all even or one guy's ahead of one, and seeing who can steal you a game is one thing. Staying out of the box and and committing to that disciplined style and walking away after the whistle blows no matter what happens is going to be a very, very key point and a key thing to look for on this team this year because you have, theoretically, more talent. You have to let that talent work, and the only way you do that is by staying out of the penalty box. Well, let me tell you why I
2: think they will stay out of the penalty box. They're, if they don't know right now, they're going to find out very quickly that because of their depth, they're replaceable. So if you take too many stupid penalties, you're going to sit. You're going to sit the next game. And, and he's not afraid to change them. Um, so, and, and he also, you know, I think last week he was talking a little bit about Johnny Walker, and he said Johnny had 19 minutes a game average on ice time, and he wanted more. And he said, okay, here, here's your summer list. You want more? Here's what you're going to have to improve on. One of the things was better to, better in the defensive end, which goes along with don't take stupid penalties. Don't get lazy and hook somebody from behind. Get there with your feet. So I think the message has already been sent. And I think the other thing is two years ago, it guys would when they were losing, guys I think would get hurt and those little injuries would be like, ah, I need to sit out this weekend. It's Boston University we're playing and, I, you know, I don't know that for a fact. I'm just telling you what I witnessed. But last year I saw guys that said, okay, if I try to take one of these days off, I, I'm in trouble because somebody's going to take my spot and never give it back. And well, I think I think we're going to – I can give you the initials of LR, who is now a professional, and I can tell you he was one that took time, took shifts off, took efforts off. He lost his spot, and he couldn't get back on the lineup. And at Christmas time, he decided, oh, I'm not going to get to play. I'm leaving. I'm going pro. Well, that's what's going to happen. There's, there's guys at Connor Stewart that wants to get in that defensive line. There's guys that are waiting. Um, Peter Zong is waiting for an opportunity. So you, either, you better perform and you better stay healthy.
0: Well, listen, uh, I'm not even – everybody has bad days. Everybody has bad shifts where they make the – I'm talking especially about the stuff that happens – after the whistle, I'm oh, yeah, uh, talking yeah. about the the, the 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 types of plays that draw attention to yourself, yeah. and yep. the type of act. We know that they don't really have fights in college hockey, but uh, ASU has got to, as coach said himself, when the whistle blows, walk away. Yep. And that, well, and that's
2: why I'm telling you. If, if you don't walk away, you're going to find yourself sitting.
0: Well, you we'll sit find out.
2: Time, if you find yourself sitting, you might not get back in. We'll,
0: we'll find period. out. So.
2: Okay, let's take another quick break. Let's bring in our uh, Pitchfork profile, Steen paschnik which was Paul Hornstein's nomination for this spot this week. So, uh, Paul, thanks, because uh, Steen was a was a great interview, as you'll find out in just a minute. Let's be uh, right back with our Pitchfork profile, Steen paschnik from Bonneville, Alberta.
4: Well, it's another uh, pitchfork profile as we get ready for game week. I got Steen Paschnick and I got the, how can I say this? This is my favorite unmarried passionate. How's that sound? Steen, welcome in. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Crazy busy summer for you, your family, your brother, everybody. What's it been like and are you ready to start a hockey season now and play the game?
3: Yeah, it's been super busy. Uh, me and my brother have been here all summer. We stayed in Arizona. Uh, we left periodically Um, China was fun China was a great experience I got to experience their culture and everything the games were good and definitely really really excited to get the season going I mean we've been going for two months two and a half months now just because we had to report early Um, so just really excited to uh, get the guys on the ice and get going here
4: before China though came a trip to uh, an NHL development camp your first right what was it like and what did you expect it would be like and was it what you expected it would be like
3: it was a great experience, you know, to get out on the ice with uh, a lot of guys who have that much talent. is right. It's definitely, uh, you know, it's breathtaking to see what some of those guys can do. I was expecting it to be hard. I was expecting it to be a long week. Um, it was obviously Brinson's uh, fourth, something right. like that. So he kind of just filled me in on what was going to go on. And and it was, it was demanding on the body. I mean, we were skating uh, three times a day, so definitely had to treat your body well. But it was a great experience. I mean, I learned a lot, got to meet all the staff there at San Jose. Um, met a lot of their players, and it was just a great experience all around.
4: You know, when we talk about getting your body right, Leanne Blinn's been a big part of this program for the last couple of years and getting you right, and I had a chance to visit with her, and she feels like when you guys go out somewhere else, you're prepared. Did you feel that difference with Leanne, giving you uh, what she's done over the last year or so?
3: Definitely. I mean, Leanne is by far the best strength coach I've ever had, I've ever met. Um, she knows exactly what she's doing. Anytime I have an issue with my body, she knows exactly what to do. And she's so good at preparing you for, for what's to come. I mean, before camp we laid out uh, kind of their fitness testing and what was gonna go on and she prepped us for it. And you know, it paid off. I mean, me and Brinson did very well in fitness testing there. Um, and then their strength coach actually asked, who's your strength coach there? And, right. and I said, Leanne Blynn, and he didn't really know. And he's like, well, she's, she's doing good, whatever she's doing. So she definitely prepares us very well for everything we're gonna encounter.
4: So we've got a season to go, your senior season here. I talked to uh, Tyler Bush last week, right? And I said, it's kind of been an up and down ride over the four years. Same for you and Brinson, right? You guys have, uh, you came in, you knew what you were up against, a new startup program. You had a chance to get in a national tournament last year, and I think you got bigger aspirations this year. But tell me a little bit about the ride from your freshman year till now.
3: Definitely have bigger aspirations. I mean, you know, coming in our first year, we knew that there was going to be a lot of growing pains with this program. and. For the first two years, you know, we went through hell. I mean, it was bad. We went into some places and just got just got rolled over. Then we'd have to come back to Tempe and get skated the next day by our coach. So, um, you know, a lot of these young guys coming in, they don't they don't understand what we had to go through. Um, it was tough. I mean, it was really tough. There's times where you're sitting in the locker room and it's just like you're just pondering what's going on here. And but you know what? Then it, then it pays off. Year three, we come in and everyone wrote us off, and we just proved them wrong. And you know what I remember sitting in the locker room last year after we lost that uh, NCAA tournament game and 90% of the guys are crying and you don't see that very much in, yeah. at this level but it was just because everyone was so bought in everyone loved each other so much that they just they just wanted more and not a single bone in my body wanted that season to end. And, you know I get I get goosebumps thinking about it just because it's so amazing but I remember just hugging everyone and saying we have to be back here next year. And you know what, this year we're coming in with a chip on our shoulder because we're, we're a little pissed off, you know, and right. we want that frozen four, and we're going to go there.
4: Okay, so when we look back at that tournament run, your first trip there, so you hadn't had a chance to experience what that was like. It's different though, right? Uh, college hockey season is two-game series all the time. All of a sudden you get in a tournament, you guys had a long layoff, you prepared as much as you could. You get out there and you realize it's one and done, right? When you get into the start of the third period, what's going through your head to realize that, We don't have a second night here
3: i mean it's just so many emotions running through your body like sitting in the locker room you just your adrenaline's pumping everything's going and and you're just going out there every shift selling out as much as you can just to you know try and keep your season going and it's it's just like it's it's not an experience that you can experience every day it's something that comes you know once a year once in a lifetime for some people and i would just say just pure adrenaline knowing that you got to go out there and just do everything you can to you know help your teammates out and, and help you get that win
4: all right. As Mercyhurst comes into town this weekend, your role's probably changed a little bit being a senior this year or has
3: it? Uh, I think so. I've been talking to Powers a little bit and just, just trying to get in every situation I can. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, my main goal is to help the team win. When it comes down to it, this season means nothing. And if we don't go to the NCAA tournament and then, you know, the Frozen Four. So, I mean, basically, my role is just, you know, talking to Powers and just saying, put me in any situation that you feel I can do, you know, the best job and And just help the team win is when it what it comes down to
4: they've done that in the past they put you in front of the power play they've uh, used you on penalty kill you lost two big penalty killers do you see yourself in that role possibly this year
3: definitely I think me and Dom me and Dom have killed for two or three years together now so we really know where where one another is going to be on the ice so I definitely see uh, uh, me and Dom you know carrying a big load on that penalty kill along with Bushy and Gruber and you know, we want to improve on our penalty kill from last year. I mean, our penalty kill was great, but yeah. there's always room for improvement until you're at that number one spot. So, we're just going to be doing everything we can to, you know, blocking shots, selling out on that penalty kill.
4: When we look at your schedule this year, last year you had a gauntlet, right? Everybody looked at it and said, "Oh my God, if they get through this, mm-hmm. it's going to be amazing." Not only that, but you got into the tournament yeah. with that schedule. This year a little different. When I looked at it, I, I, a couple things jumped out at me. The first thing was you have a lot of good opponents, but not as many storied programs as you had in the past. And this year you got teams like Quinnipiac coming on the first weekend of a month. Then you've got a month and then a first weekend. And not taking anybody lightly, but then Denver comes here, for example. And then Michigan Tech comes here. So there's a little bit of a break in between. Do you feel that's an advantage this year over last year?
3: Um, You know what? I think last year we were coming into games and teams weren't expecting much of us. So I think that uh, teams know what they're getting into now when they're playing us. So they're going to become ready to play every game. So um, you know every weekend is definitely not a light weekend because opponents know what they're coming up against and you know we were in the tournament last year, so um, All of NCAA knows that and they're gonna be gunning for us for sure, uh, but at the same time um, You know, it's it's obviously tougher when you're playing teams like Denver and Michigan and Boston University and stuff like that, so um, It's gonna be good to you know play some of those other teams, but at the same time We've got to come prepared every single weekend
4: All right, so Mercyhurst first and then you'll uh, you'll go from there but when we looked um, basically at your time at Oceanside Ice Arena, I know Coach Powers said he only, he only wanted to play teams here. Mm-hmm. He's gonna, you're going to play Denver at Gila River, but everybody mm-hmm. else is at home. What is, what is this barn that we're sitting in, Oceanside Ice Arena, what does it mean to Steen Paschner?
3: <laughs> well, you know, coming in here, it's definitely not what I expected college hockey was going to be. Um, you know, I was expecting a nice big rink, but... But it's an advantage to us now I mean we play here all the time and uh, it's a smaller ice surface and, and we're a very you know fast hard four checking team so that definitely is an advantage to us where teams feel like they don't have any time or space and we're on them right away so uh, it's definitely an advantage for us and at the same time you know Oceanside's where I've had all my memories here and um, not the most prestigious building but hey it's I've had so many memories here and it's been a great time
4: all right. We're looking forward to seeing you and the rest of the guys all, all year long. But uh, Bonneville, Alberta, are they uh, are they looking forward to uh, sending some more guys down that pipeline to, uh, to ASU at some point?
3: I hope so. I mean, there was a time there where it was just a feeder system um, <laughs> right. with Bonneville and Spruce Grove to ASU. I know they got a pretty good team this year. They started out like 5-1 and one or something, so hopefully the coaches can get down there and, and watch a few guys. I know that uh, PJ Morocco's little brother's on the team this year, and I think he's having a pretty good season so far but uh, would love to see some more bondable guys come to ASU.
4: Absolutely, Steen, appreciate your time. My, again, my favorite unmarried passionate right now, so uh, enjoy the rest of the, uh, the week preparing for this uh, opening, year, but enjoy the season, okay?
3: Awesome, thank you very much.
1: Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com, and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. We find your prime with M-Drive.
2: All right, we are back. Nice visit with Steen Passionate. Thanks for suggesting him. Paul Hornstein, because what a great kid. I knew he was a great kid anyway, but it was time to give him a little love after his brother gets a little bit of the attention. Uh, okay, he gets a lot of the attention, being the captain and being as well as he is. But your thoughts on, on my interview with uh, with Steam, what do you think? Well,
0: uh, he definitely realizes that they have a target on their back. Uh, they gave He gave us a piece of information that we didn't really have, uh, who was going to at least start out as that second forward pair on the on the penalty kill. So that was good. Um, it, it was interesting to see him light up when he was talking about his uh, week in San Jose. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, he and his brother, you know, they're here. They came here together. Uh, they obviously want to leave together. Uh, who knows what will happen uh, after they leave here. Uh, but... Um, I like the fact that he wasn't like, oh, we're definitely going to win a national championship. But the goal is Frozen Four. And anything less will not be considered a success. And you have to like that sort of mindset going in. Um, it's a little more realistic based on the fact that they made the tournament last year. You know, had they had a 500 season, they would be like, ah, he's just talking yeah. crazy. But, you know, they have a, a legitimate chance to make the tournament again uh, with some quirky bits in the schedule thrown in. And, uh, you know, once once you get in, especially having that experience of not having to go through a conference tournament and having that long break, who knows, things be different this time. Um, and... We'll see what happens. You know, last year they made their first tournament. This year maybe they get their first tournament win. Who knows? Well, that, uh, that you just led me right into it
2: again. Thanks again for that. I didn't even cue what it into do. it. But here's what, we got, here's what we got to do then. We got to change that magic number from 24 to 26 now because Steen because says that we're going to need two wins in the One. playoff in the tournament to get into the Frozen Four. So now the numbers jump to 26 and One. that puts them in the Frozen Four. One. And that's when they get to upset the Bulldogs, and they get to play for the national
0: championship. Okay, <sighs> okay. Listen, uh, can I sign up for that? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll be more than happy to have you be right. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I love being happen- right. I I love being right. I just don't happen to have a, a Tardis to uh,
3: <laughs> to
0: go into the future and see what happens. I have to. I have to take this one game at a time. I don't have the luxury that you do of clearly being clairvoyant <laughs> and, and
2: knowing well, everything that's going to happen. so I, I have a little bit of insight to help me predict these things. And, and one of them, and I'm going to shout her out again Magic because people? she deserves it, oh. Leanne, Leanne Blinn, it, you know, I talked to her about injuries. She said, there's not going to be any injuries with these guys. And I said, really? And she goes, they're, they're ready to go. She said, the boys are ready to go. And she feels like she's got them so strong. You heard Steen mention that in his part of the interview. He said Leanne Blinn was so good that when Brinson and him got to the San Jose's development camp, the uh, trainer in San Jose said, hey, who's your strength and conditioning coach? (laughs) Because she's doing really well. So uh, I hope we can keep her because the strongest woman in the world is uh, doing a fantastic job with the Sun Devils, and I hope she's here to stay. I hope they realize. I know Coach Powers does. I just hope Ray Anderson and the guys upstairs know. They have got a real gem and they better keep her at all costs, okay, off
0: my soapbox for land, okay listen i'm all for it, uh, as coach said in his in his spot, stability makes a difference uh whether you're the head coach, the assistant coaches or the the the, the staff. it makes a difference uh, and you know you look at most successful programs and they have a, a continuation at the top and off the playing surface that you know, helps them win year after year after year. Did you uh, Did you like that I caught him off guard on that one? He wasn't ready
2: for that question when I said, let's talk about your staff because your staff doesn't get enough mention. He kind of lit up. He's going, wow, I didn't expect that one. But let's talk about my staff. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Most head coaches are very happy to do that. And Coach yeah, was I
2: just I just don't think a lot of people ask about it. I mean, there's so many other things going on. But I thought, you know what, this is time to talk about that. Next week, we'll have games under our belt. We'll be talking about uh, a battle with Mercyhurst, and we'll be talking about the big preview of where they're headed next, which is Minnesota State. We can say it. Minnesota State-Mankato is where they're headed next uh, after this weekend, but we don't want to get the guys too far ahead of themselves. Let's get a sweep at home, and then let's uh, prepare for Minnesota State. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think everybody will be surprised at the (laughs) goaltending choice, including you, who... um, (laughs) I just have a different feeling about what's going on here, but I'll uh, maybe I'll be wrong. You know, if it is, it might be the first time. Uh, have I been wrong
0: before? I don't know. You'll have to ask Terry.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap things up by thanking our sponsors. We got some new ones, Paul. We got a couple of new sponsors. We're going to be sporting some new uh, jackets and shirts this season, courtesy of our our agreement with Behind the Mask, nice. uh, right down the street from me in Scottsdale. So welcome in, guys at Behind the Mask, Randy and the guys. 25 years of hockey hockey excellence in outfitting players both on and off the ice. Um, I believe, also want to oh, go ahead.
0: I believe I saw him play with the Roadrunners.
2: <laughs> you might very you <laughs> well make it. Not,
0: not the Tucson Roadrunners.
2: Okay, I also got to throw out our friends from OxyPow. I got to right. throw out our friends from M Drive.
0: Right. Our guys
2: over at College Bar, where I'll throw this plug out right now. We're going to be at College Bar tomorrow night doing a live hockey talk for as long as the internet allows us. We will, be, we will be doing a live broadcast. So if you want to see us, it's 6 p.m. It's going to be Andrew Bell and myself, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time in, uh, in College
0: Bar and Grill. We thank them for having us in. Well, well second... hold on, hold on, hold on. What do We're you got? taping this on a Tuesday night. You're so right? when we say tomorrow night, that means Wednesday night, October yeah. 2nd.
3: Yeah, good 6 uh, p.m. Arizona me. time. And,
0: yep. you know, uh, hopefully this – we're putting the pressure on Terry to get this out <laughs> before then so people can hear this. Uh, right. Um, and, uh, you know, we have to mention that because this is what happens with the Internet.
2: Time yeah, yeah, yeah. is
0: sort of wibbly-wobbly yeah, yeah, yeah. and not straight. So
2: Well, we're going to give it a shot, but I want to try another medium and see how that goes. A lot of people have had a lot of success with Periscope. Uh, doing broadcasts after games and things like right. that. So I thought, let's give it a shot. Let's not tape that one. Let's just do it live and make people tune in if they want to hear it. And if they don't want to hear it, they're gonna miss out.
0: we are gonna um, tape it anywhere, right? Uh,
2: no, we're not. No, live. only live. Only. Mm. So if you wanna, you wanna hear it, you gotta be there, or be online. I wish with I could. Us. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. also want to throw out the fact that we got the ice den, Chandler and Scott Steele on board with us. So a big shout out to Marcy and the guys up there. She, uh, she jumped on board and gave us a second Wednesday of every month spot where we're going to do live again. And we're hoping to bring in some really great guests because the Junior Coyotes are up there. And I don't know if you've heard, Paul, but the Junior Coyotes have a star-studded lineup of coaches, including guys like Derek Morris, Ray Whitney, Shane Doan. I can go on and on and on. If you played hockey, in the NHL and you retire in Scottsdale, you probably are coaching or at least helping out. So we're gonna to try to to Never pick our man Brendan. <laughs> we're gonna to try to pick Brendan Shaw up a little bit and see if he can dig us some uh, some players to come up and talk. Um, and we're gonna have a live audience there too. So that that should be fun. So that's the second Wednesday. The third Wednesday we go down to your favorite city, just south of us a little bit in Tucson. We're gonna talk Never heard of it. <laughs> we're going to, We're going to talk hockey. I can't tell you the site yet, but it's a very beautiful resort hotel that is uh, in the works right now for us down there. And the fourth Wednesday of the month, we'll uh, hopefully be up with our friends in in Vegas. Uh, I really liked uh, going up to uh, the, uh, uh, I can't think of the name of it now, it's it's escaping me. What, the rib joint? Uh, No, no, the, uh, well, we did our show from uh, up there, the hotel. Okay, anyway, we'll come up with it. Uh, Zcon's going to shoot me because his dad's a GM there. But, <laughs> <laughs> but when we get up there, I'm hoping that that's going to become a regular spot for us because it's a fantastic place to do a show from. It's really exciting with the chalkboard behind the people on the couch and all that good stuff. So shout out to all those guys. We hope to get some more sponsors. We keep working on it. We've got a great deal going that we think we're going to extend until the end of October our uh, special corporate partnership thing. So if you got any interest, jump on, send me a direct message, send me uh, an email at ithswsales at gmail.com. Let me know that if you're interested, we'll get out and talk to you about what the corporate partnership is all about and how you can get your business in front of thousands of hockey fans from Scottsdale to Long Island, New York.
0: Sounds good to me.
2: All right, Paul Hornstein, have a great week. Let's talk next week after a sweep of Mercyhurst. Sound good?
0: Here's hoping. All right, have a good night, Paul. You too, Scott.